I mean, the Seahawks, like you said, Mark, huge last 24 hours. I mean, they beat the Browns, saw the Niners lose first place NFC West, and then they traded for Williams, huge for the Seahawks. I mean, the Eagles, yeah, they're 7-1, and one, like you mentioned earlier, Mark, and they've had some iffy games. We're about to really see what the Eagles are about. They have a very tough stretch coming up. They have Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys again, and the Hawks. I mean, we're going to see if the 7-1 and one Eagles are a true 7-1 and one team coming up. Mark Davis, Chris Kameinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Welcome to All About the Boss Podcast. I'm Mark Davis in the sack house with a full squad as we got Nick the Doc Skirkowitz back. I'm also joined with Chris Kameinhart and Luke Rule. Chris, let's start with you. Big weekend of the Week 8 schedule for the New Orleans Saints. They went into Indianapolis. They won 35-27. You guys put yourself back at 500, tied for the division lead. How are you feeling this weekend? Yeah, Mark, I mean, pretty good weekend, not going to lie. The Saints offense finally showed up. Derek Carr showed what uh, we paid $35 million to do. He played great. AK is fucking AK out there. Michael Thomas looks like he's prime Michael Thomas back out there with a healthy foot. And then uh, I don't know what the fuck Chris Olave is doing. He's just out there. Yeah. I don't even know how you can sit here and say feeling real good about the weekend when the Saints get back to 500 to lead the division. Doc, where the fuck are the Bears? We want to talk about that real quick, starting off the bat. We're we're on the top of the world (laughs) fighting for that number one draft pick, all right? That's where we're at, buddy. Trying to get number one, two overall. (laughs) You're losing the fight. No, 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 no. No, we we took a step back with Carolina's win this week, all right? But we're going to be all right. And, Doc, they're tied for the lead. They're not in sole possession of the lead. Technically, if it ended today, they'd be in second place, and they would be the eighth seed in the NFL or NFC playoffs. So, still a little way, ways to Who go. Who are you talking about? The New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints. So, you said they were in the lead. They're they're tied. Should put some respect Same on the division. Shit. We have a Same competitive shit. division out there. Put the some NFC fucking South. respect on the division when you got two teams leading at 500. Come on, dude. Hey, hey, hey. You know, hey at least, not all the hey, at least, is competitive. At least we have two teams yeah, at 500 have, or better. Not every, not every division is the fucking <laughs> NFC North. Exactly. Luke, but how are you doing as the Ravens went into the desert? Close first half, but the Ravens did pull away in the second half. 6-2 uh, and two on the year, so you're you know, tied with the other three AFC uh, division leaders at 6-2. and two. How are you feeling? Yeah, feeling good. I mean, uh, tied for the top of the feel? AFC right now. Uh, two, two games ahead on the uh, from the division, so... I mean, all the all the top teams in the division lost except the uh, the Bengals won. So they, the rest of the rest of them are what four and three in the division. Ravens sitting six and two. So look looking good. Two games ahead. Yeah, you guys are like I said. You guys are top of the first or top of the division, tied for the other uh, division winners as well. But Doc, you you kind of mentioned it. You had a half a good weekend. The Bears lost, so you're happy that they lost to get that that top pick. But the Carolina Panthers did win which now they are the second overall pick, which means you guys have the second and third pick. The Cardinals fell into that first spot. So how are you feeling eight weeks in? I mean, I still like number two and three. Still can't go wrong with two in the top three, but uh, I, I don't – dude, the, the fucking Texans played a dog shit game, an absolute dog shit game. I don't know what they're fucking doing out there. I'm not even going to talk about the Bears, all right? The Bears did what we thought they would do against the Chargers. 
But the but the fucking Texans got to get it together. You cannot lose to a dog shit Panther team like that. Panthers got to lose out, dude. They're gonna, they're gonna. Well, they play you guys uh, Thursday night coming up. So and I the Bears already got two wins, so I need the Bears to get that dub and put us closer to that number one overall because Kyler Murray's gonna come back and win out for the Cardinals. Well, I won't say win out, but. <laughs> Because they have to play the Atlanta Falcons, so they're definitely going to lose that game week 10 of the NFL season. Uh, they're losing that game. Sorry, Kyler's going to – and, hey, you never know. He might not even Mark, start. I, gotta, this new- I, was, I was talking to Cody this weekend, man, and I, I got to be honest, I'm jealous. I'm jealous how you could be that optimistic with a team like the Falcons and still expect to come in and win every week, still think that – Because Taylor Heineke is going to be the new starter by week 10. So I've, I, I mean, faith. I, I, I hope have a little, so. I have a little bit of faith <laughs> in Taylor so. Heineke. <laughs> Desmond Ritter's got more turnovers in the last two weeks than Justin Fields got in his career. You know what I'm saying? Three so, weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah, exactly. yeah three weeks. But, yeah. Doc, you mentioned them. Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons, four and four now, tied with Chris and the Saints at, at the division. So we beat ourselves. This is the worst game our defense played. They nope, kind of didn't nope. have – You didn't, didn't beat have... yourselves. Desmond Ritter beat y'all. Desmond Ritter no, has no, been no, the best no. team, the best player on the nah, other team no. for the last three weeks. No, he, he wasn't the only reason we lost. We had – the defense sucked in the second half. Yes, gave the same amount of points in the first. But – they weren't handicapped like they were in the first half because Heineke actually played good. So also had a key drop. Uh, we had a key drop at the end of the game, which, you know, false hope. Like I said, I was texting you guys. I was going to have false hope. I knew it was going to happen. Van Jefferson dropped it. Not saying this is why we lost, but the offense pass interference that was not called on Hopkins. That was a big momentum swing early in the game. We had a chance to bounce back from it. Not saying that's why we lost. We we ultimately killed ourselves. The offense and special teams was shit in the first half. Our punt returner, I don't know what the hell he was doing all, all game. Kick returner, too. Like, not letting it go in the end zone twice, setting yourself up bad field position twice. So that hurts the defense when you have to punt out and give turnovers over. So in the second half, just defense, let well, let Will Livis have a good game. So just like I said, worst game of our defense of the year, not a good time with the rookie that was there. So, hey, 4-4, four four, hopefully Heineke's in because guess what? Arthur Smith said he's announcing the starter on Wednesday. If it was Ritter, he would have already announced it. I have good do hopes we, about this. Do we have a highlight of the of the play of the week? We're talking about the Hopkins catch where nope. I literally so nope. okay. No, I want to talk about Vilas Jones Jr. real quick being wide open. Oh, and that was a bad one. Bro, <laughs> badging putting putting it on a fucking dime to him. And I get the man fell down, but you cannot argue that ball still landed. The bread landed right in the basket. You know what I'm saying? No, and he, it landed, and he still it, it, muffed it. Well, it landed in his basket because he fell down. He was supposed to keep running. I mean, he didn't really – I mean, it was a bad well, throw. There was nowhere else to run. There was nowhere else to run. He, it was, he was in two, the end zone. It was three yards in the end zone. He, it was on supposed to him on the stride. I mean, he did have to come back a little bit. That's why he fell. But, it, but even – it doesn't matter. From that distance on that play, you weren't making it. Like, you weren't hitting it. If you, if you threw it any further, it was going out of the end zone. Either way – Hit him on the stride. Either way, you man throw, fell on his fucking earlier. cheeks. If you throw it earlier, man, you're hitting well, him with the momentum. Well, it's it's noticing that, which I will give Badge, and at least he noticed that shit because um, Justin Fields can't look up past the offensive line when he's scrambling to to see the plays downfield, and he's got. Listen, I'm I'm all for Justin Fields; he's got the potential, but the guy just he gets a tunnel vision when he's running, and he does not look up the field. But you cannot like, and that's what makes the play even worse, right? When you're standing, the arms are free and everything. This man was on the ground, on his cheeks, fucking arms cradled in. And still couldn't haul this one in. I mean, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. No, That's no. fucking give that man an SP. Give that man an SP no, for no. that play. 
He'll be on the not top 10 this Friday. But, boys, let's get into it. I we, We've noticed eight weeks in, there's a lot of parity in the NFL. A lot of balance up here at the top of the league. You have a 7-1 and one team with the Eagles. Yes, they had a couple questionable wins early in the year. They've been pretty hot the last couple weeks. You have a bunch of 6-2 and two and a bunch of 5-2 and two teams with the Seahawks and all the AFC division leaders. So, boys, how does it feel eight weeks in knowing that there's no fucking favorite in the NFL this year? There's no clear-cut favorite in these teams. Tom Brady retired. Yeah, and if you look up in case – for the fans out there, in case you didn't know, take my word for it, but if you look up parody – in the dictionary, you're just going to see a picture of Lamar Jackson. God, here we go. I, just the Ravens. The Ravens shit. are so, six and two, though. But the Ravens are six yeah. and two, and they're they're one of the balanced teams. Lamar. Like, uh, he's had a couple good games. I'm not going to say Lamar's not. I ain't, like, saying, he, I ain't saying he's been shit every game. They're not winning in despite of, of Lamar. <laughs> they're not winning in despite of Lamar. So, but like you have the Seahawks who just made a big trade, boys, with uh, from the D tackle from the Giants. Leonard Williams, so they're making moves out there. They do have Frank Clark, who they brought back, so they're bolstering up their defensive line. If Geno can start showing some consistency, the Seahawks could be a very dangerous team. The Niners are going on a bye week, which we'll talk about in a little bit. The Cowboys looked impressive. They have a big game against the Eagles this week. The rest of the Ravens, the Chiefs, they lost. They came back to the pack a little bit. So I guess what we're saying is, is I mean, if we had to pick a favorite, who I guess who would it be? Through eight weeks, so like, who who is your most impressive team you guys are watching right now? Well, I mean, I think, I mean, the Seahawks, like you said, Mark, huge last twenty four hours. I mean, they beat the Browns, saw the Niners lose, first place NFC West, and then they traded for Williams, huge for the Seahawks. I mean, the Eagles, yeah, they're seven and one, like you mentioned earlier, Mark, and they've had some iffy games. We're about to really see what the Eagles are about. They have a very tough stretch coming up. They have Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys again, and the Hawks. I mean, we're going to see if the 7-1 and Eagles are a true 7-1 and team coming up. I think they're going to be. I mean, uh, Niners, Brock Purdy seems to be falling into his rightful form, uh, kind of what well, you expect can't coming play out of the behind. draft. Yeah, kind of what you expect coming – Coming out of the draft, uh, I think he's been a surprise up to this point. So I think uh, the last couple of weeks has really shown what he's truly about. Um, the Cowboys, I mean, as long as as long as long uh, you know Sirianni doesn't abandon the run game two and a half minutes in um, into regulation, you know, I think that they stand a very good chance because Dak Prescott is just shit. And, and we've seen the Cowboys can't play from behind either. And if, the deep, if you can attack the defense and hit holes, the Cowboys are fucked. Um, he had a great game. By the way, Dak had a great game from start to finish. I know he had the one interception. He did. He did for one he, week, and I got him on fantasy. So trust me, I want to be able to say that he's a great quarterback because I got him on fantasy. Lamb. I want to be biased, but the guy's just dog shit. CeeDee Lamb well, the career Cowboys, day, too. So that, that that's huge right there. The Cowboys' offense is just so up and down. I mean, next week, Dak will probably go out and throw four interceptions. He's going to play like I mean, Jimmy G tonight. Well, he's in Philly. It's in Philly Sunday, like late afternoon too. That's a big. It's gonna be like the prime time late afternoon slot. So everyone's gonna be watching it. There will be more car doors ripped off than Dak Prescott touchdowns. Okay, know that by a long shot. No, no, I'm liking the Cowboys though, Chris. Like you said, the offense is. I mean, I get it. They're a roller coaster, but I'm not gonna lie. So are most of the other offenses in the league. Uh, besides the Eagles, there no other offense has been consistent. The Seahawks have been an in, inconsistent show. I get it. The Ravens won by seven yesterday. This is no shot at you, Luke, or the Ravens, but your offense wasn't phenomenal. Yeah, Gus Edwards had three touchdowns, but 
Lamar kind of was really held in check. The Chiefs, we see what they are without some receivers. The Jaguars, I mean, they're the hottest team based on winning streak, but their offense has been weird too. If it's not uh, ETN, like Lawrence has kind of just been average to me. Like he's he's winning games, but he's been average. He's all turnovers. The, the Bills have some offensive question marks too. So it's a lot of teams here that don't have true offense. So it's not just the Cowboys. Lawrence but might every- be the most – like disappointing performance of this season. I mean, every we're talking about like having difficulties in offense. I mean, every team offensively is doing a lot worse than usual. I mean, I think I saw something Bears. earlier. Like, Bears I mean, the Bears are, right are being the Bears. <laughs> yeah, the Bears are right. But like, Bears the Bears. Yeah, nothing, nothing think, new for the Bears. Yeah, I think this is like I saw something it was like the worst offensive year in the last decade in the NFL. Scoring like offensive, sure, yeah. yeah, offensive league wise is just poor. Yeah, it's been it's been like the year of the pass rusher. I mean, having these elite pass rushers changes these games for these offenses. So if you can't like lock down one of those guys, they're just going to wreck the whole offense. Right? You see it with T.J. Watt and Michael Parsons, how they're just game wreckers on the defense. So which I, is I crazy. Think it's part of the reason why, because like the the corners, like the corners and safeties, they they haven't looked like that impressive, but. It's just these these big time pass rushers are just wrecking these games. And speaking of defense too, the Eagles like as all great as their offense has been, their their defense for some reason just seems lost. Their secondary is is questionable. I know they got Kevin Byard out there from the Titans, and we're gonna see what he becomes. He, he was new to the week. I'm not sure if he even played. I didn't really keep an eye on the secondary, but Sam Howell lit them up. And if it wasn't one for one bad turnover, the Commanders are in the game. Like they still have a chance to go to overtime, and they've they've challenged in both games. So. Do they go after a corner? I know the commanders, they have guys out there, Kyle Fuller, Jalen Johnson. Doc, that's a guy on your team, the Bears. He's been floating around for the, the 49ers. I'm assuming the Eagles might have an eye on him too. So, I mean, the Eagles have question marks on defense. I think they're the only offense that I'm not questioning, honestly, this year in the NFL or the Eagles. And Julio Jones, touchdown. Just shout out to my boy Julio out there. Getting catches. His what? He has one for the touchdown. year. What was that? Fourth team touchdown. Yeah, he's yeah he scored a touchdown on every team he's been with. Uh, for sure, he had one with the Titans too. Yeah, he got his one touchdown for the season, so he's good. He He'll called it a successful season. AJ Brown, Doing by the way, Odell. AJ Brown might challenge Tyree Kill for uh, that yard. He's yeah, I slowly think, creeping. I think Odell's got one. No, Odell doesn't have one this year. Yeah, I don't think he does. Tyree Kill is the but, fastest man in the Super Bowl era to get to a thousand yards through eight games. He is, but A.J. Brown's slowly creeping behind him. I mean, A.J. Brown's just set a record for the most 125-plus yard games in a row at six, so no other receiver has done that. So, I mean, A.J. Brown is on – I mean, he, saw the catch the, he had like one of the catch of the year, too. I know me and Luke were like literally simultaneously fucking texting, like, holy shit, yeah. A.J. Brown's a fucking monster. He's the real A.B. Sorry, a- a- their other yeah. A.B., that, that man ain't no more. This is the real A.B. now. Yeah, it's a little, little different playing type, but, I mean, A.B. A better head case, Anthony so. Brown, his prime was different. Too. AJ Brown literally reminds me of like Julio Jones. They're the same type of receiver to me. Like that's the same style they play. Like they're just he's big, like, strong, he's fast like, receivers. He's like a like a better Julio Jones. I wouldn't say that. No, I wouldn't say he, that. He's a he's a Julio Jones that catches touchdowns. Because the receiver his quarterback <laughs> actually throws it to him in the red zone when you're supposed to as well. I mean, and Julio the problem with Julio was he would get us to like the two or three yard line and guys would just fucking bring him down right there and then we just punch it in with fucking uh our running backs or fucking tony gonzalez early in his career roddy white too 
But no, I mean, I, I too, AJ Brown reminds me of. He reminds me of a young, like a like a younger Julio Jones, the, the same type of receiver. It seems like, but Doc and Chris and Luke, the Niners, their bye week is coming at a right time. A team that we believed would be Super Bowl contenders. Luke, I know, had them at seventeen zero. We did the schedule. We had them all good records. Yeah, five and zero. Oh, <laughs> now three games. Boy, is that hard that, to swallow right now? Yeah, that that one is not aging well. Well, <laughs> is it the right time for their bye week? Uh, I mean, it seems like this is the perfect time for them to go into a bye week before they have to play the Jaguars, who are also on a bye week. But yeah, which this, Jaguars, this by be... the way, hold the NFL longest win streak right now? At five wins. Yes, they have won every game outside of Jacksonville. All their losses are in Jacksonville. This is this is absolutely the most perfect time for a bye week for a team to come together and sing Kumbaya around the campfire and question what the fuck is going on in San Francisco because Debo or no Debo, this team should not be struggling like this. The defense is good. Offense is good. Honestly, there is one man, in my opinion, that is driving this team down. I'm not saying that others are not contributing but one person is making a huge impact, and it is the fucking turnovers from Brock Purdy. Well, and the defense is Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey, yeah, he's got a fucking couple mouth. Knees. I'm just kidding. No, well, no, I mean, he, had, so he had one Brown. this week. I know he had a fumble this week. I think he had one they last had week. One too, last no, last week. Yeah, yeah. Last week. He, he had one this week, week too. I thought he I don't had one. So. No, he didn't no, just last week. Because I had one fantasy league. Yeah, it was against the Vikings, but oh, and he ain't the problem. He had about well, seven, he's the only one consistent on that team. 17 straight games with a touchdown. The Browns I mean, offense. Not, I guess the Browns is on, the offense. Yeah, it's not fully on Purdy. I mean, they, they still gave up 31 points. So well, last week they gave like, only 20. They only up 22 last week to the Vikings, and people were yeah, still I'm saying, like, I mean, it's not just Purdy. I mean, yeah, he's not playing well. He's got five interceptions and three losses. So, I mean, <laughs> that doesn't help your team very much either. Purdy can't I mean, play I know that, behind. That's that's his problem. Is that when you ask him to put the, the game on his shoulders, it's similar to Alex. It's not Alex Smith, well, but similar I mean, to Jimmy G. If it's on his shoulders, he's gonna cause interceptions because he's he's trying to do too much. Now, if he's coasting a lead, yeah, he looks like a fucking superstar. And it's, it's you know when the defense of the team is reeling, it, it's very hard to guess what the Niners are gonna do. But if you're behind and you have to throw it, Purdy's more predictable. It seems like. But the defense is at fault too. I'm not saying it's not the defense as well, but. It's a mixture of both for the last two games, at least. I'm trying to I'm yeah. trying to look it up right now, but it's not it's not Purdy that can't play from behind. It's fucking um, Kyle Shanahan. Oh yeah, Shanahan. Shanahan. Yeah. So Sh- man's what? Shanahan, Owen forty two. Shanahan has never, as a 49ers head coach, won a game in the fourth quarter down five points or more. Jesus. That is a, that's a bad that's stat. Sad. That's a I one. Mean, come, that's really a one touchdown game. Like, and all you need is a touchdown, and you're in the lead. So that's not even that's you got to. That's not even you got to get a two point conversion. No, you see a touchdown. Two touchdowns. You're, you're like, having, uh, you're, no, you're that's having your fucking. Best you can kick a field goal early, shut them down on defense, waste the clock, and give them the old Philadelphia, the, the old Philly special, where you take a 14 minute drive. You, yeah, say, you have your best pass rush. Your best pass rusher making one tackle and half a sack well, in a game. He had, you're probably, he had 14. He had 14 QB pressures yesterday, though. Yeah, I get he didn't get the sacks, yeah. but he did pressure the QB 14 times. Burrow was lights out yeah. yesterday. Like I, I, I'm not gonna say like Bur- Bosa was getting there, but Burrow looked good. Burrow was a star yesterday. He he was. Hey, really his, this is this is this what you pay that guy like money for. Burrow him. looked healthy for the first time all year. Yeah, no, his leg looked good. Joe Mixon looked good. They even started throwing to T. Higgins a little bit, and he got like ten, uh, what seven or eight targets. So I know Jeff well, Chase was the main guy, but still, I mean, he should be. He's the number one. Yeah, I mean that's uh, 
another thing is I was talking about in the group chat is like, it's not all Brock Purdy. I mean, the defense, which is supposed to be the best defense, or at least one of them in the league is, is not looking good the past two games. No, yeah. And they, like, they're they're not. Not, I mean, they didn't, what, what was it with the Vikings? They only gave up like 20 something points. points. It was but 22, like, but actually, yeah, there's a lot of yards. If yeah. you watch that, if you watch that game, Kirk was RIP Kirk's Achilles, by the way. Um, Kirk was lighting well, the fuck up. Kirk, well, Kirk I mean, so, out there. so like, so yards can be an underrated stat for a team. Like, yeah, if you give up 300 plus yards a game, but you're only giving up 20 points a game. Okay. Yeah. You're giving like, you're a bend, but don't break defense. And that's fine. You're often swing to score. If you can't score 21 plus points, you know, or this case, I mean, for the, well, for the fucking Browns, you need to just score fucking 20 points. That's all you need to score. And I get it. Well, he drove him down, and Moody missed the kick. But you can't just yeah. blame the kicker. The offense was shit the whole game. It was oh, a thirty-yard so kicker. So you can blame the kicker. Forty-one yards. Like, it's a forty-one-yard kick, but still, like you can't sit there and say the game's only on the kicker. Your offense was shit. You shouldn't be in that position, anyways. Maybe you should just fucking go out there and play good offense, and not just blame the kicker when you lose because you made one good drive. Yeah. It's like asking going against. I don't know no, if well, you can say shit offense against a Browns defense. But if you're that high powered offense, you should have that still. You should still have a good offense, especially if you're an MVP quarterback, which people had him as number one in the MVP race going into the Browns game. Because remember, that was following the Cowboys game, where the Cowboys have a great defense too. So don't sit, don't sit there and use that excuse that he lit up a great defense, but he can't play good against another good defense. So it, it goes. I mean, you have to be consistent. I get it. No Trent Williams, no Christian McCaffrey, no Debo that game, but. You still have Brian Ayuk. You still have George Kittle. Get it together. And then this last two games, too, which you game? had Christian McCaffrey. That was the Browns game. The, the Browns but you had game, McCaffrey yeah. the last two games, and, you know, you fucking can't. Is it, so is Debo and Trent Williams the MVP, like the heartbeat of this team? Is that who they really need to be out there? I mean, Trent Williams, Williams is definitely a big piece. <laughs> oh, yeah, he Yeah, is, Trent but... Williams is a big piece. Yeah, I mean, Debo I'll, Debo. I'll, Debo, I'll give you, because, I mean, he still has Ayuk out there. He has George Kittle. George Kittle looked great. Um, this weekend, so, I mean, he's that was the best he's dropped in a too. long time, though. Well, he had three touchdowns against the Cowboys. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> but I mean, they had a lot of drop passes too. Ayuk had a couple, so did Kittle. So I mean, I mean, there was a lot that went to it. It was the offense isn't gelling right now, and maybe the the Niners for the defense, Chris. Like I said about the Eagles, maybe they should go after a corner because their corners don't look good, and maybe they go get another pass rusher. They get Sweat or Chase Young from the Commanders, so. Those are three. There's a couple names out there for the Niners to improve on the defensive end too. Yeah, I mean the big thing with Washington though. I mean Ron Rivera has already came out and they're not going to sell pieces. He still believes in Washington. Yeah, he's done after this year. He's he can <laughs> believe he can believe in him when he's not he, coaching next hey, year. He's just, he's just trying to save his job. That's Try, why he's trying to get the wings up, not down. He's going to be done this season, midway. Speaking of being speaking of being done for the season, Luke, um, a potential. Your receiver might be done because now with no quarterback, he might take his time coming back from his hamstring. No Kirk Cousins for the season as he tore his Achilles in Lambeau Field against the Packers. It's sad to see, too. They just got it back to 4-4, four and four, currently the seventh seed in the NFC playoffs. So what do we expect the Vikings to do? Do they go after Ryan Tannehill? Do they go after Colt McCoy, who knows the system? Do they go after – or do they, they use the three quarterbacks they have on the roster? So I guess what, what do we expect the Vikings to do the rest of the year? Yeah, I mean, I expect them to try to at least make a move. Like, they're still in the playoff hunt. Uh, there's a possibility to get the, get there. Uh, it should be, what, one more game until Justin Jefferson's eligible to come back off IR. So if they can figure out the quarterback piece, I, I think they still have a shot of making the playoffs. But 
it's going to be a long shot. It's like they can't get a quarterback because I don't even know the quarterbacks they have on the roster right now. They have they have Jaron Hall from BYU, which we mentioned. They have yeah, Nick Mullins. I don't know him. And then they have Sean Mannion, I think, is the other guy. He's yeah, Nick yet. Mullins is currently on IR, right? Yeah, he's got one more game. Yep, one more game. And then Jaron Hall, the fifth round BYU pick. And then um, Mannion, Man- or like that. Sean yeah. Mannion or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, Schefter, I, and he's verified. By the way, Schefter. He's so questionable though. Probably. He's a questionable affair. <laughs> he has his moments. He did say he did say on um when they did a little halftime interview with him is that the Vikings believe in their quarterbacks that they have right now and that they're not looking into to adding anybody. Yeah, I get it. Like you don't want to. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard to bring a QB into the system when these guys have been preparing with the system all off season and with the twos and threes in practice. So I, I understand that it's just, it just sucks to see because Minnesota was starting to roll. Like they said, they, they are what currently on a, oh shit. I just looked at, oh yeah, they're currently a on a four game winning streak. No, they I, I believe a, they started out three on game, four. three, three, three game winning streak. So they were one and four now four and four and Kirk cousins was balling. You know, he, he was, he's having one of his career years and, it sucks to see. Like I, I like low key like to root for the Vikings because of our buddy Rizlov. I, I call him every Sunday and, and we give each other shit. But like deep down, I do like to see the Vikings do good. Not this week because they're playing the Falcons, but when they're not playing Atlanta, I actually like kind of low key root for them just to see them win. It's good to see a team like the Vikings do good. Mm-hmm. And sucks to huge, see huge break for the Falcons because the, the Vikings were, they they were they were rolling. Kirk Cousins, I mean all season he's looked pretty good besides the turnovers. And their fucking questionable defense, like the, the Vikings' offense, was legit with Kirk Cousins behind there. Defense was sucks because, like, I, I think his career might be done after this too. It's gonna be very tough for another team to come pick him up after tearing his Achilles. But it's possible he might be a backup somewhere or filling quarterback. But it sucks to see it because he was having such a good year. The defense yeah, Cousins... is looking better though, too. Just saying, the defense yeah, they're, they're, they're 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 getting their swagger back. They're, they're feeling good a little bit. Brian Flores is starting and starting to put that fucking culture on the defense end. He's yeah. a good defensive coach, so. Yeah, I don't Cousins see, are. I don't see. Go ahead, go ahead, Doc. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You go. No, I don't see I don't see Minnesota going all the way for a quarterback. I mean, Cousins came in 4-4 four and four with what Cousins can do as a quarterback. We've talked about the prime time. We've talked about playing in the clutch moments. But, I mean, the guy is one of the top quarterbacks numbers-wise in the league. And, and, yeah, Justin Jefferson helps that. Jordan Addison has been an absolute monster. But, I mean, do you really – you know, aside from getting a star from another team, do you really think that a quarterback is going to come in and be able to perform the way that Kirk Cousins has? As you know, I, I don't see it happening. So I don't think I think Minnesota is going to chalk this up as a loss. Like, hey, this is where we're at. Give the you know, knowing that Cousins is is very likely out the door at the end of this season. Free agent. Um, Free agent yeah, too. I know he. Yeah, I know he wants. I know Cousins wants to come back. I believe um, it's whether or not Minnesota is willing to chalk up for it. But you know. Uh, well, Jaron Hall is the backup, right? From BYU. It's a good opportunity for him, too. Very good That's what I'm saying. So yeah. this is like this is Minnesota's opportunity to see what this kid is made of and figure out, hey, do we got to attack in the draft again? Because if we lose out from this kid, we're going to get a decent draft pick. If we, if we lose out and get four wins, we're going to get a high enough draft pick to at least get a quarterback. Free agency coming up. We can make a trade in the offseason. Like the, 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 the possibilities are endless for Minnesota right now. I think giving Jaron Hall the reins for the rest of the season is the right way to go. Let them see what the man can do, and and I mean don't don't sell out for a quarterback. And, and honestly, I know I know we said that Minnesota's still in the playoff hunt. I, I really don't think they are. 
I really don't think they are. The defense well, is not better. Yet. It's whether not or not they can <laughs> yeah, not anymore. I think they were, but Kirk was there. They have a shot because the NFC is not deep. It's a, it's an eight man. Well, if the Vikings had a quarterback, it's a nine man race for playoffs. Right? No, no, and so, and no, no, I agree. I, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. with them being in the hunt, yeah, 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 unless they get a starter like a star from somewhere, like maybe you know, uh, Tannehill goes up in the block, and they maybe bring him in just as a veteran. Uh, not that he can carry Minnesota to the playoffs by any means, but at least he comes in as a veteran. But that's why I, I don't think that it doesn't matter who you bring in. I mean, unless you're getting a Whoa. star from a team that is like committed to the breakdown, you know, the, there, there's nobody that can come into Minnesota right now and make this a winning team, in my opinion. Not going to lie. Chris mentioned earlier, I'd have been very interested to see Jameis Winston in Minnesota with George, Jordan Addison starting to ball out. Justin Jefferson coming back. I think it'd be it'd be fun to watch. I'm not saying he'd be. I'd love to three. see it too. I still don't think he's gonna get into the playoffs. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, he's, he's a gunslinger, I'll, so I mean, he, he'll sling that ball around. He might. No, no he get, is a he is a gunslinger like like Cousins. You're absolutely right, but he just does not have he he does not have the awareness or the the offensive he, prowess to make good decisions. I, I still believe he can't see very well either. I don't think, I don't think the LASIK worked. Well. <laughs> I don't think the LASIK worked, dude. Poor yeah, James. I mean, it, it would have it would have been interesting to see Jameis, but I think I think the Saints and even I Tannehill's situation. I don't think the Titans will want to move away from a solid backup. I mean, you look at the situation that they're in now. You look in the situation the Cardinals are in. Like quarterbacks are sparse right now with backups, and then not to mention the Vikings play the Saints in two weeks, so and he knows the whole playbook. Yeah, so. even if you go with Will Levis, I mean, you can't be upset if he gets hurt and Tannehill is your backup, like you said. I T- mean, Malik Willis is touch- not the guy I want on the field. <laughs> Tannehill's got two touchdowns and six interceptions. This man is dog shit. I don't think he's even a productive backup anymore. Hey, he's, uh, a, he's, he's a good better, mentor. He's a good mentor. Better than Willis. The... I, I think I'd still take yeah, on Malik yeah. Willis. Well, yeah, that's not saying much. I take I take my fucking daughter over Malik Willis right now. Like, let her fucking go out there and sling the rock. But no, I mean, like, I, I just I'm gonna have to I call think that parent services on you. Yeah. You're gonna put a Tannehill. Tannehill's a good football field. Tannehill's a good mentor for the kid. I I do agree with that. But I think that it just sucks to see from the Vikings standpoint. They were clicking. They had good wins. I know that they beat the Bears, which that was an ugly win. But they beat the Niners and primetime game. They went into Lambeau Field. And then they were coming in, and they were going to play the Atlanta Falcons defense. That was tested last week, but it would have been interesting to see what Kirk Cousins and Jordan Addison could have done against it'd the Falcons. It would be interesting defense. to see what uh, another rookie making his first career start can do against your defense too. Say, so don't get burned twice in a, twice in a row. Uh, rookie's well, making the first start. We mentioned it in the introduction. Oh, man, I you act like they're going to go up 28-3 to three and lose. Come on, relax. It's very possible. <laughs> well, we've seen it before nah. with the Falcons. Yeah. They don't have Tom Brady on the sideline, though, about to be the opposing quarterback. But, no, I, I mean, we mentioned that, Luke, which we'll talk about in a minute. But before we mention the, the Titans, let's go back to the Bengals because I know this was a good one. Are the Bengals back? They are 4-3. and three. Their only four wins, though, are the NFC West. So is it just an NFC West thing or are the Bengals actually legit back here today? They have a tough game this Sunday night. It's going to be very emotional. It's going to be a lot of package with DeMar Hamlin as they are in Cincinnati Sunday night football against the Bills. So – are they legit this for the rest of the year? They are four and three in the playoff hunt now. I mean, yeah, the Bengals overall, like they, they played a pretty clean game. looks like on both sides of the ball. Uh, yeah. Mixon had a touchdown. Joe Burrow had a couple of touchdowns. So, I mean, they, they look like they're clicking against this 
supposed to be the top defense in the NFL. Uh, they're clicking pretty much on both sides of the ball. Their defense played pretty well against Brock Purdy. I mean, I think they got an interception or two off of him, two interceptions. Yeah. So, I mean, Bengals look good against one of the top teams in the NFL. But uh, going into uh, Sunday's game, I mean, it's going to be tough when playing the Bills. at. They're playing at the Bills? No, they're playing the Jungle. In the Jungle this year. Okay, this year. Yeah. Once so, again. So, it's going to be an emotional night. Uh, it's probably going to be written in the script for the Bills to win that game. Just – just the whole Demar Hamlin thing, I think it's gonna be in the script, but uh, that should be a pretty exciting game to watch. You, know, you the, don't know what you're gonna get from either team. Yeah, you I, really think, don't. I think the Bengals <laughs> obviously played real well this week. Um, I don't know that I want to say they're back yet. I want to see a little bit of consistency before I do. Um, I like the fact that Joe Burrow looks so much better this week. Looked healthy. Looked the the foot look. You know the the foot looked a lot better. Uh, foot right. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't his foot. Yeah, it was his, his calf, his calf, calf leg yeah. area. Yeah, part part of his foot. But I mean, he finally looked closer at hundred percent, and he looked like he was getting the ball out sooner. Um, he just looked more comfortable in the pocket. Looked more like you know the Joe Burrow that we know. Um, so I think that you know, it's a, and, and it's like every week he's he's climbing just a couple of steps higher um, to get to get to that prime form. But I think I just need to see the consistency of today or yesterday rather. Um, see that you know a little more consistently to, to say the Bengals are back. I do want to see yeah, them I mean, against a non NFC West team, Chris. That's what I want to see, though. Yeah, I mean the offense looked great. I I still don't think it's going to be a tough matchup against the Bills. I I mean the Bills just I mean they looked terrible on Thursday. I know they beat the Bucks, but their offense still kind of looked out of rhythm. Didn't look like it was there. But the Bengals offense not not only did Joe look healthy. He looked like he controlled the pocket. He was able to run, but his accuracy, I mean, the man went 28 for 32. Like, he he was he was dotting. And Joe Mixon, they got the run game. Joe Mixon looked really good there. And Jamar Chase just proved that he's he's always open. Yeah, and it wasn't just the fact that he was spot on too, Chris. Joe Burr also had six carries for 43 yards. So that's pretty solid. He was moving in the pocket. He was ex- uh, expanding the pocket one way or the other. So, it wasn't just being like, you know, dotting the, the to the receivers. It was the fact that he was moving around, that he is looking comfortable in this league. And and like and like we've said the last few years, since Joe Burrow's been healthy in 2021, this Super Bowl year, they've struggled every beginning of the year, and they find their way back and back, and then somehow they're in the AFC Championship against Patrick Mahomes or in the Super Bowl. So it's going to be interesting to see. Like I said, they have a tough schedule. They do play the Ravens in a few weeks on Amazon Prime on Thursday night. So uh, – We'll see that game in a couple weeks. So it's finally good Thursday. Finally yeah, good Thursday. About, about time. Like, well, well, time out. You have Bears Panthers coming up before, the week before oh, that. So yeah, come on, oh, relax. Oh, yeah, that, shit. Let's talk about that. <laughs> the, the, the first year, round right? pick. Well, that I breaking news from that. That's the first week the Amazon Prime is ever doing a free Amazon Prime game. Non-subscribers can watch the game. <laughs> Fucking horrible game. They have to. Do you want to convince people to buy Amazon Prime to watch Thursday Night Football, and that's the game you're going to show. No, I was just that's what they should do though. That's what they should they should just fucking give it for free. No, but no, I, I, I Nobody, I'm excited for the thing. People will be calling to return Amazon Prime. Like, hey, bought this shit eleven months ago, I want my money back. But let's let's talk about it, boys. Will Levis. Mayonnaise fucking in his coffee, banana peels. The kiddo's out there and he was slinging it. And you know, all all the respect in the world, I'm rooting for this kid. I, I was hoping he'd be a first round pick. In the in the draft, low key kind of hoped that the Falcons would have drafted him at 
at the position that we had. We, we did go Bijan, so we didn't go with him. But is Will Levis very similar stats, by the way, of Marcus Mariota's debut where he had four touchdowns? We know how the rest played out. Oh, so yeah, he aged are the well. Titans are the Titans going to actually develop this kid? They have a lot of cap next year and some decent picks. Or are they going to fuck him over like they did the rest of the QBs they've had in the, the, the past? Yeah, Gia Duddy probably hit his phone back up and said, hey, we should get back together. <laughs> you probably hit her with the new phone who dis. But, I mean, Will Levis looked Will Levis looked fucking great. And I know D-Hop fantasy owners are fucking excited, excited what they saw last yeah. week. I mean, Derrick Henry, too. He, he opened up the door for him, too. Yep. I mean, he they, he just opened up the passing game, and it looked it literally looked so easy for him when he would throw those deep balls. I mean, when D-Hop's not getting dragged on pass interference and he's <laughs> able to catch those 40-yarders, I Get mean, the fuck it was looking here. good. I thought no, he was going to miss that first touchdown because that fucking Falcons dude was just blowing his shit up, dude. It wasn't the fact that he also those deep passes too, Chris. He actually looked comfortable as a rookie, like – you know, there was a couple questionable throws. I know Ellis had a chance for an interception where he was falling down, and that was a bad throwaway, but he's a rookie. So we expect some bad moments from a rookie. Like we've mentioned, development. That's all we need to see is pro- progress. And, you know, he learned how to – he knew when to, to scramble outside the pocket, you know, extend, expand the throw a little bit or maybe take the run. But, yeah, I get it. He had the, the deep pass to Hopkins, the first one. We all know his OPI. But, hey – it was a beautiful throw regardless if it was a, a pi or not it was a beautiful bomb like i'm not gonna take away from the kid there but that one should have been a touchdown but even if he didn't have that it's still three touchdowns on the game and he had a great Mark, i think a honest. great start to his career. Know. Uh, all those ones i don't know that that no, no, was I, no, I, no, no i'm saying count it it was opi everyone even in the i don't in the know booth that said, mark because they I, didn't I, call I think, it oh yeah, yeah they let they don't think they let the receivers and corners play this game because it was physical that was, both ways. If that was A.J. Terrell, though, that was doing that, and he actually put his arms around Hopkins and he slung him and caught it, they're calling defense pass interference. They call that on the defense literally nine times out of ten, and that was not going to be the one time they don't. That was very blatant. And it's it's understandable. It happens. We've already expressed our pinch on these fucking referees. That's not why we lost. I'm not saying that's why we lost. Now, that changes the beginning momentum of the game maybe where it's not 7-3 and then maybe they don't drive. It's first and 20 now. And they have to make a long, you know, a long twenty yards to get that first down. So, but he played a great game. That's the point. I'm impressed by him. I, my overreaction a little bit. You guys are going to be very shocked. What I have to say, but I liked what I saw from Will Levis, and it's good to be see. It's good to good to see him this Thursday night on Amazon Prime against the uh, the Steelers, with no Fitzpatrick, nonetheless. But we'll see Will Levis on prime time football. Yeah, I mean, Will Levis, like, he looked like he was in control of offense. I saw him making audibles and everything at the line of scrimmage. So, I mean, he played well. He looked comfortable. He didn't look like he was, like, under duress pretty much at all this game. He made the one – looked like one bad throw that could have been picked off. I mean, it was it would have been a really good interception if that, that – Yeah. That's it, a tough it, one. Because – yeah. I mean, he had, that defense hands, like the Chicago Falcons. Yeah, he just – Well, just Will Levis, game. He, he picked them apart and it just – it's just way no, it, was, it, was, it, it Falcons, was the worst game we definitely had. Yeah, it was the worst game yeah, we Falcons, had. I'm not going to argue that. Falcons' offense, the first half, just wasn't helping them out at all. I actually I actually heard the play calls from the sideline. I just kept hearing the defensive coordinator screaming, Swiss cheese, Swiss cheese. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> and I guess that meant just leave a bunch of holes on the field. You could hear Will Levis from the, on the TV, though, making the audibles. He was hey, calling Doc, out Vegas if, and shit. Vegas, Vegas didn't work. Hey, Docker, Will Lewis played the Bears defense. He probably had 400-plus yards on y'all with look, buddy. touchdowns. Look, buddy, I said, just, he made y'all look like the, I, I said he made y'all look like the Chicago Falcons, okay? Don't think that. I didn't drop it on myself, all right? 
But <laughs> nonetheless, I mean that that yeah is the third rookie we face, and he had the best of us that game. You know, it's good to see. I, I'm a, I'm a fan of Will Levis. I wish he didn't have that great a game against us, but. I am a fan of him going forward. I, I think he's gonna have a decent career if the Titans don't fuck him over. Is he better y'all, than y'all uh, Robinson? Y'all must prepare for me, Malik Willius or Richardson. Yeah, just prepare for him. We'll we'll talk about my my overreaction later in the show, but no, I, I think Will Levis had a good game. And speaking of that game too, is just also the time where Desmond Ritter takes a seat and we put in Taylor Heineke, a guy that has been to the playoffs, pushed Tom Brady in the year he won the Super Bowl with the Bucks. Is it time for Taylor Heineke? Depends. Yeah, you definitely want to win. I mean, I mean, Ritter. I, I would hope so. Ritter has a fumbling plot problem. Clearly, I mean, back-to-back games he fumbles. It's just it. The experiment with Ritter is over. He doesn't look confident. That's his problem. He's hesitating. He's second-guessing himself, and that's what happens when the confidence is, is not there. Is you are guess, second guessing yourself, and Heineke looked good. Maybe it was the fact that the Titans weren't preparing for him, and you know we they didn't have much game film over him since last year, essentially against the with the Commanders. But he looked like kind of like Will Levis. He looked in control of the offense. He looked confident. He looked ready to go. Yeah, we didn't score a lot of touchdowns with Heineke, but he put us in positions to score. Now maybe give him some some game time or practice time reps with the starters. It's a different story. And the fact that Arthur Smith is not announcing a quarterback until Wednesday. That's big because if Ritter was your quarterback, he would already said it. That's why I'm leaning towards Heineke now. Yeah, I think I think at this point Ritter's gonna be a, a career backup somewhere. I mean, I don't think he's just not the guy. Like I never thought he was coming to the NFL and he, he never really looked like it. Like he, he's been winning games solely off the Falcons defense pretty much. Like that's, he's that's not, what I was gonna say. He, he had the whole he is not streak, lighting but... any defense up really. Well, he had the yeah, one three hundred win streak, but he was not putting up numbers uh, or looking well, super great, impressive. Great. He had one well, three hundred passing game. Yeah, one one big game this year. That's one, that's it. One game. Oh, great. Oh, game. No, yeah. If I had a fucking win for every time I said that about well, Justin Fields. Well, what, what game was that? Did you guys play the Panthers that game or what? No, that wasn't the Panthers. The Panthers game was solely on our defense and our um, running game. Yeah. That was week so, six. If you guys want a shot at the playoffs, you got to start Heineke the rest of the year. Heineke looks comfortable. He's been tested. I mean, oh, he sorry, took the one tech- of the worst franchises in the NFL to the playoffs. That was a, like, the Texas game the, is where he had a 300-yard game. Yeah. He came, Heineke came off the couch with the fucking commanders and went and took him to the playoffs. So, I, I think he's the guy to do it for you guys. Like Veteran quarterback. He's played a lot of games, started a lot of games, and he's just confident. Like, he's a confident dude. Like, he plays well. I like him. And, and, and Ritter was starting to get London and Pitts involved a lot more. But I think Heineke will consistently do that on every down, yeah. like every throw. He's going to look for his tough, his top guys. He was getting Van Jefferson and Hodges involved. Van Jefferson fucked us at the end of the game with that wide open catch right in the middle of the field that expands the drive on fourth down. False hope, like I said, we have a shot to win the game there. But yeah, I think, I think it's too too late to be playing with Ritter anymore. I mean, if you guys, the NFC South starting to heat up. That's uh, evened up now with the Saints. So like, and the Tampa Bay is hanging around too. So. You well, guys got to win games. Bucks have their in, their problems. They can't beat Desmond Ritter. But Chris, the Saints though, they are heating up. How do we feel about that offense? Yeah, I mean, offense finally started clicking. I mean, still a little iffy with uh, with Carr and Alave's little connection. But I mean, Derek Carr looked pretty good. I mean, nineteen for twenty seven, three hundred ten yards, two touchdowns. I mean, red zone looked good. Three for four. And that fourth one was a field goal at the very end of the game to just make it a two-score possession. So, I mean, the red zone finally 
finally clicked. Taysom Love Hill to see also involved. A fantasy owner too. Taysom Hill involved heavily too in the run game yesterday as well. He and the passing touchdowns, game. right? Right, Luke. And passing What's game. That? Taysom Hill equals touchdowns. I mean, he did. How many touchdowns Taysom Hill have? He had two touchdowns. What, how many two touchdowns. touchdowns? Yeah. How many touchdowns Saints have? Four. So he had half the touchdowns. Five. How many is that? How many is that for <laughs> Hill in the year? Uh, uh, I don't know, but I feel like he scores quite a few. I have, I'm pulling up. Are you? So, so this year, well, he's got none in the passing game. So whatever he's got in his rushing department. So. I would have to look. But, yeah, I mean, the Saints are balling right now. Honestly, they are fucking killing it. Rushing this year, he's got three touchdowns and none on the receiving end. So, he's got three this year. He's heating up. He's heating, yeah, he's heating up. Derek Carr heating up too, Derek, Derek Carr. Yeah. I said, he uh, looked good. Taysom Tay- got- Tay- Tay- Hill is a short yardage machine. Line him up at quarterback and just let him fucking run the ball. That's uh, Everybody knows what's going to happen. Like, yes, he, may, he might throw the ball one time in, like, every three weeks. But other than that, he's he's – 90% chance he's going to fucking run the ball for first It down. still shocks me every time he comes in and the defense is like, they look like they're thrown off, like they didn't expect him to run. It's because he can't throw it. That's the problem. So if, if they have no, to I, I, I know that, but you have to he, expect that a fucking run is coming. Like that has to be. I, I would one. say he's got a 50% chance of completing the ball when he throws it too. And Chris, big game too this week. I, you a little nervous? Hey, survivor, survivor pick. Who are they playing? The Bears. Don't let Bad oh, Jack man. come out. They're, they are fucking sucking Bad Jack off on the fucking announcers. So, Man. They were they're saying Fields could up. learn from this guy. Like They were saying Fields could. <laughs> I was like, what Field, the Fields fuck? Fields could need to take some I don't know what the fuck Fields is doing, fucking wearing sunglasses inside to the entire game. He just looks like a sad soul over there just watching himself lose the job. He was covering the tears because he knew he was going to fucking lose his job to an undrafted yeah. D2. He ain't losing his job. Not, <laughs> They're probably going to move on from Fields. They're going to try to get whatever draft compensation they can. Maybe a third or fourth round pick for him. Yeah, Badgen definitely ready to be the fucking starter now. That dude, he made some pretty poor decisions yesterday. Damn, Luke, imagine trading up to get a first round quarterback and then only getting a third or a fourth. That's that's what the Bears do. They did the same thing with Trubisky. They're just fucking terrible at picking quarterbacks. Yeah, they've never been a QB uh, Organization, yeah. we, we we've known that. Oh, Jay Cutler, but, is the best guy they've had in a long time, and he wasn't that great. No, he got hurt in this championship and quit on his team. Yeah, bitch. Oh, that poor thumb, dude. Leave his thumb alone, dude. No, that was his leg because he was on the, he was on the bike. No, that, that game. no it's Justin Fields' Justin thumb. Fields oh, Fields. thumb. Oh, I'm talking. Jay Put Cutler. him on no, that's not, no, that's right now. Uh, no, Cutler had a fucking thumb problem in a big moment too. Because it was a yeah, whole thing because he went on the fucking sideline and put his headphones on. No, the one I'm talking about was the one against the Packers in NFC Championship, and he was on the bike the whole time when he got hurt. It was like his leg or whatever. Mm, but yeah, I remember speaking that. of a quarterback, boys, Aaron Rodgers out there taking some step backs, delivering a beautiful, crisp spiral as always. Will we see – I know we ask it. The Jets are 4-3. Ugly-ass win, by the way. 24 punts, 23 points combined. So very they ugly count game. the same. Hope you took the over. Uh, Zach Wilson actually didn't have a bad game if you watch the tape. He didn't have a bad game, honestly. I just want to say, too, going back to picks when you criticized me for taking the Giants, it wasn't such a bad move now, was it? Oh, it was. I mean, it was still lost, but that was was a a lot closer than I think you thought it was going to be. 
I had the score, Doc, actually. I had the score Jets 24-16. So I had it as a one-score game. I was five points off. But 24-16, not a game-winning field goal with time running out. No, but that doesn't matter. It matters if they win. So I got the right the right prediction. I don't give a shit about the score. <laughs> the Jets won as they should have. And but are we going to see Aaron Rodgers back? Rumors are Christmas Eve. If they are in the hunt, Week 15, Aaron Rodgers is going to be back, and he's looking healthy. Jalen Ramsey was big, was back interception after his Achilles injury three months back. So I think we are going to see Aaron Rodgers, boys. I really do. I think it's a I mistake. Mean, I think it's I mean, a mistake. Drunk drunk the, Jets are, the Jets are still in the hunt. I mean, four and three, they got a winning record. They're two games back right now from Miami, which is be a tall task to catch up to Miami. But Buffalo's well, got a though. big game this week against the Bills. So, I mean, the Bengals, well, a mistake, the Bengals lose. The Bang- Bengals beat the Bills, and the Jets win again. They, they're they in second place in their division. I, I think it's a mistake because uh, rushing, rushing back from an injury, a big injury, and potentially ruining next season, um, this team has not played like they are just an Aaron Rodgers short of winning a Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> they are, actually. That's what they are missing. I, I don't know. Defense lights out. Games. Yeah, defense are lights out. Defense holding teams to, to not many points, and their offense – just can't make the consistent throws and or, you know, fucking like Zach Wilson looks lost at times. Now he has good moments, but he looks lost. Something And, and how are you going to criticize it when Jalen Ramsey's back three months later and he had an interception, almost had a pick six and he looks just fine. Uh-huh. And Cam Akers did it. Cam Akers just did it a couple years ago in their Super Bowl run too with the Rams. I get that was like five months, but still they had time to relax with him because the Rams were a good team. So, they didn't need K-Makers right away. They just need him at the end for the playoff push. So, I mean, it's it's new technology. I'm not saying, science, I'm not saying Rodgers is shit. I'm just saying I don't think that that the Jets are an Aaron Rodgers away from winning the Super Bowl. I mean, they've won they've won the past three games with only one offensive touchdown in each game. The defense playing lights out. All they need is somebody better than Zach Wilson. If they're already in the playoff hunt and they have a good push and Aaron Rodgers is in a good position to come back, then why not? If he if he tears his fucking other Achilles, then he'll rehab quick again in the offseason. Guess what? Just to be ready he's to also, go. Guess yeah. what? He's also like, well, he's forty something years old. Who gives a shit if the season's over next year? You took a chance on an old man. He doesn't have many seasons left, anyways. You might as well fucking push him while you have him. And he he's the one that wants to come back. It's not like the Jets are forcing him back. He's the one that wants to come back. And and the Jets so, are going to conserve their first round pick too, because <laughs> what Aaron yeah, Rodgers had to play what forty or fifty percent of the snaps. So the they, only they, they save the first round pick. The only game that the Jets lost this year, where the defense struggled, was against the Cowboys. So I, I still stand by the statement: if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, they're undefeated. I, I don't think they lose. They, have, they will lose a game. They have lost the game at this point of the season. They are undefeated going in to Week Nine of next week. So I think that they are QB. I, I ultimately think they're QB away. I just think Zach Wilson is not that guy. And if they're they're hovering around what week fifteen. Well, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson ain't that guy in a fucking high school team right now. But if but if you're coming to week fifteen, or I'm sorry, yeah, so week sixteen, whatever. So you that's you're playing fourteen games because you had a bye week, and they're around ten and four, nine and five. Aaron Rodgers might be a guy you might want to bring back because he can get you home in the, for the Super Bowl push. I, I really think he can. And the science and technology is different. So and so is that drugs he's doing. Right, Chris. Yeah, I mean, yeah. hey, Aaron Rodgers test looking good. Shrooms. 
I mean, he, he's out there running around, throwing passes on him. He's pushing pushing off that back foot too. So and he did not, not look not, like he was. He didn't look like he was hurting either. No, he he does have those fucking fucking cloud cloud shoes on though. Like <laughs> yeah. Two inches two inches thick on the bottom, but he, still no crutches. No crutches. He's throwing with old Eli. I didn't see Eli out there throwing. I just saw him. I thought they were supposed to be thrown to each other. Yeah, they they talked about it. But I, I never to. saw. I never saw I never Eli was... in the video. I just saw and NFL would have swiped. Yeah, and NFL would have posted that shit up. I don't think Eli even went to the game. I don't think he goes to the games anymore. He goes to games time to time. It's like once a year yeah. or whatever. But hey, I was gonna say if they were thrown to each other, that'd have been three Super Bowls combined. One of them by Aaron Rodgers. So, but. Boys, overreactions. You know, we're getting to that time of the night. So, you got, so I mentioned overreactions with Will Levis. So we have four quarterbacks that were drafted this year, right? You have an order, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, A.R., Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis, right? When their careers are said and done, Bryce Young will be the worst quarterback in this draft class. As the first quarterback taken, too. He'll have a worse career. I don't give a shit it's if the Panthers fuck him or not. I'm not saying how. But Bryce Young will be the worst quarterback of these four in this draft class that were supposed to be all first-round picks. Will Levis did fall out the second round of the Titans, and they trade up for him. But Will Levis, AR, and C.J. Stroud, I get it, did lose to Bryce Young, but those three will have a better career when it's all said and done and last way longer than Bryce Young in their NFL careers. I don't know if you can, can really lump him in there with Anthony Richardson, dude. The dude's made of glass. He's hardly played this year. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine when it's all said and done. Hey, well, Levis might be the best quarterback out of all of them. I mean, he's in a better franchise, so he's, he's got a good shot being the one of the best quarterbacks drafted last season. Well, Will, like Levis is, Will Levis is set up a lot better than any of the other quarterbacks. Not, Mark name, not really. See, well, CJ's. I think CJ's starting to get set up better because they're younger, and I, I it's just hard to see how yeah. long Mike Vrabel's going to be there for. I yeah, want the, Vrabes to be there for a while. I think he's a good tight, coach. Titans are pretty pretty old. Like they got a lot of old old guys on the roster. I mean, if we're talking about right now, though, I mean. Oh yeah, right now, but I think like long term. I think Texas. Well, Levis is like he's he's that more traditional pocket passing quarterback. And don't count the Colts either. It, it, they Josh Downs looks good. Michael Pittman looks good. JT yeah. is looking good. He's starting to get his feet yeah, back on. Anthony Richards. Anthony Richards got to play football to be considered though. I think he'll have. I think he'll be fine next year when when it's. Ready to go. I think he'll be better. No, I think he'll, he's in rehab he'll, good. He'll force he'll force some runs that he shouldn't, take some big shots, and he'll be out. He'll miss half the season again. I don't know. I just don't think Bryce Young is that guy. I, I think he's going to have a, a, a decent career for him, but I don't think he's going to be the best – or he's going to be the worst out of these four. That's what I think. He had his great college years. That's all that matters. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Oh, Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson? Bryce, Bryce Young. Oh, yeah. Bryce Young did a good – Bryce Young, Bryce Young also never won a championship, neither. Yeah, Bryce Young also never won college. I don't know how his first round pick. Crazy. Bryce never won a championship, though, in college. So, sucks to say out of all Alabama quarterbacks that have come through, he did not win one as a starting quarterback for the – Are you saying that he's going to be the worst this year or overall? No, out of their careers. I think Anthony Richardson is going to be the worst out of all four of them. That's fine. Based on what I've seen throughout the first eight weeks of the season, I don't. I get it. AR hasn't played all eight games or seven games. The Colts are ahead of bye. I'm not sure if they did, but AR was playing better than Bryce Young when he was in the game. Like, oh, no, no, I, no, no. I, I, uh, right now, I agree that. I just, I don't see Richardson panning out. Well, I mean, that's why it's overreaction. He's about one more fucking tackle from getting RG three. 
Well, RG3 had a lot more than just his shoulder and all that. He had ACLs. That hit issues before he came in the NFL. So did fucking Richardson. It's called not being able to be a good quarterback. That's not RG3. That's a pretty big issue. That's a pretty big issue. Like 2,200 passing yards, dude. It's dog shit. Well, Florida also doesn't normally produce. The Lately have not produced good offenses neither. Yeah, you fucking better change that to lately, all right? They put Tim Tebow on the map. Yeah, and we saw what he did in the NFL. Talk about good. You want to play off? Look at look at Aaron Hernandez, dude. Great off. And then and they got replaced by a guy that could barely throw a ball, barely could walk, but had four neck surgeries too. So they moved on. Peyton Manning's different. Peyton Manning's different. And he couldn't even he couldn't even outplay. Put up a good offense, dude. Aaron Hernandez could shoot up the field like nobody. He couldn't outplay uh, Mark Sanchez on the Jets neither. Yeah, Dude, well, nobody I mean, Tim Tebow's career is done after that. that after after yeah, Brock, so. after he was benched, he was fucking done. Uh, he, he even but tried yeah, to, that... to play tight end for the Jags, and it didn't work either. Oh, he should have played tight end a lot. lot Pretty sure Geno Smith also selfish. did not play in that year, and Geno Smith is having his two career years right now. I wouldn't say this is not a career year this year. The guy's got nine touchdowns and six interceptions. Calm down. He's not having a career yeah, year this year. Okay, listen to me. Listen to me. Like, I did not say he had an NFL career. I said he had a Geno Smith career. He had, he's on his two year, his two career yeah. years. Last year, and this, this is year, your third his two year. Best years. Yeah, when you only started three years in. All right, so am I wrong? Happens. Am I wrong? Yeah, guys, the guy's inconsistent. He's a fucking roller coaster at a theme park. But I'm not wrong, and that's what matters. You are, you are wrong. You said Geno Smith was going to be really good this year, and you were wrong on that one. I didn't. We ain't talking about that right now. We ain't talking about this. See, you're, you're fucking. You're just trying That's to exactly find. Exactly what we were way. talking about. You're just no, trying I'm to just find saying. your way to the fucking finish line. G- I'm talking about. Never mind. Forget it. No. Gino's overrated. Again. But anyways, any any overreactions? That was an yeah, overreaction. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of overrated quarterbacks, uh, Brock Purdy. I mean, he's just fucking collapsed. I mean, I my overreaction is if you put Dobbs on the 49ers, the 49ers offense would be a lot more effective. Dobbs Dobbs is fucking doing more or less than Brock Purdy is with the fucking. Racetrack team he's got over there. I mean, he's got Dobbs has kept the, the best in games. Yeah, Dobbs has played well, and it sucks that they're fucking benching him just because they they don't. I don't know why they decided to bench him because they want to see what they got for a backup once Kyler Murray comes back. I mean, Dobbs is the only reason they've won a game this year is because of Dobbs. Like for an offense for a team that's trying to tank so bad, I think that's that's why they're trying to get rid of Dobbs because Dobbs is trying to actually win games. Yeah, yeah I mean, that was uh, uh, Brock Purdy was also my overreaction. So uh, glad me and Luke finally agree on something besides you, you know Lamar Jackson's performance. But uh, I know why we talk about Lamar Jackson's performance when he's <laughs> six and two, winning games. Because I had to throw something in there when I talk about us finally agreeing on something. God damn it! No, but yeah, I, I uh, Brock Purdy is definitely my overreaction. I think he's finally settling into the quarterback that I that I suspected him being all along. I know I've said it before. Um, not that I'm not saying Brock Purdy is shit. I'm not saying that. I just don't think that he is big cock Brock. Like everybody thinks. I think he's more on the baby cock Brock side, um, you know, coming up in pressure situations yeah. this week's game last week against uh, the Vikings. I mean, a three game skid in general. I mean, that's not what you expect. Even with Debo being out. I mean, you still got IU, you still got Kittle, you still got CMC, um, I think that there is also the mismanagement on offense. Um, I don't think that CMC is being utilized to his fullest potential uh, as, as a as a two way back. Um, 
Yeah. There, there's so many question marks right now in San Francisco, and, and Brock Purdy is one of the big ones. Yeah, I think you put any quarterback at San Francisco right now, any quarterback that started this season, and they'll play way better than Brock Purdy. Like, they'll Not be Ritter. MVP caliber quarterback. I don't know. I don't know. Not Ritter. <laughs> actually, with that offensive line, Justin Fields might actually yeah. be able to play. Exactly. Good coaching, too. Yeah. Ritter would just fumble oh, the ball. Dude, so. what Justin Fields could do with a couple of coaches. Yeah. But Big Dick Joe showed Brock Purdy who the real Big Dick is around here, and it's not him. It's Joe Burrow. Chris, though, any real reaction before we sign out? No. no. Um, I think I think the Broncos might make a little run. I don't think that I don't think they're playoff bound, but I think hey, you big win, big. You doing shrooms, with Aaron Rodgers? Buddy, hey, you buddy, think they make a hundred? Russ had 114 pass yards. Russ is also doing good. a lot better offensively, though. He he is doing mm-hmm. a lot better offensively. He's just at the wrong moments. He that's when he fucks up. It's the wrong types times of the game. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Decides to fuck. And up. I think I think coming off a huge win defensively for the for the Broncos defense, it's going to carry on. Damn. So you got the, you got so you're just a Sean Payton guy. You can say it. That's what it yeah. is. It's you, think they, you think so, they get a so winning you record? You don't think you you think Sean Payton's about to go on a streak no, out the Broncos? No, no. Well, no, no I don't think I don't think I don't think they're going to get a winning record. But I mean, they're entering the bye. They're going to get healthy. Who do they play falling by, Chris? The Bills. Mm. And Buffalo Monday Night Football. Yeah, sorry about that one. That, <laughs> yeah, sorry about that one. <laughs> If Josh Allen ain't playing, that's yeah, they they win that game. You you act like the Bills are fucking last year's Bills. They've shown they've shown one good game this year. No, but the Broncos shown, are also this shown year's a few Broncos. Good games. Who are the Broncos beat? I mean, they, the Bears? Come on. Well, no, they beat they fucking Justin Patty. Fields. They did beat Patty hey, Mahomes. They, hey, he was sick. That'll be. No, no excuses. If you're on, no, 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 <laughs> no. Don't play. The don't play. Don't play. You sick. Poor, poor Chicago play. though, because because Matt Eberflus came in talking about this hit system, and uh, lo and behold, nobody knew that he was talking about his own quarterback getting hit. It, it, it's just a shame. Doc, I'm sorry that you're going through what you're going through, man. I, I know we had high hopes for you guys this year, and there is not enough therapy sorry, in the man. world to fix me right now. There's you might there's get the overrated Williams yeah, you could get Caleb Williams over it. Overrated yeah, Caleb Williams. Oh, dude, Caleb listen, Williams. listen. If there is and Lincoln, and Lincoln Riley, and if there Lincoln is Riley. any fucking predictable move that I can make for the Bears, it is that. Well, no, he won't come to the Bears because the McCaskies. I mean, Virginia's 135 years old. She ain't giving up the grip on that Bears. He ain't getting a piece of the Bears if he comes there. That <laughs> look, if there's he a team that you're gonna get a piece of, one percent. Like, already made a. And authority made a rule. They uh, players can't have it. They have to have, like a vote essentially from all the owners. Oh, hey, so. It doesn't. If there was a team, if there was a team that you can get one percent of, there's like 24 teams in the league that I would say it's a possibility. The Bears are probably one of the last teams in the league that you would ever Bears, remotely have a chance to get a percentage from. The Bears won't draft them anyways. They'll do a Bears thing and they'll draft he, like the fourth or fifth best QB in the get, class. He can get one percent from the fucking Packers. No, they're going to buy himself Caleb because he's fucking smoked, just like fucking nope. uh, no, just you like guys are, fucking you guys Trubisky are... was in his one year of college. No, but Caleb's Caleb's had two and two and a half years as a starter. We've seen what he can do. I know, but look what he's done against good defenses. Look what he's done against good defenses. Come on, that is typical Bears mo. 
No, the memo will be is you won't take the hot quarterback. You'll take the guy that that fourth or fifth QB that maybe has a high ceiling, and that's who you trade up for. It'll be like fucking the guy from Washington State. And we fucking probably take the Oregon them. State we take QB. them like second overall. I'm probably yeah, dropping Sanders. We trade. No, here's what we do. Here's listen. If I'm talking Barrett, wait, what'd you say? Draft two. Sanders. Shador Sanders. Yeah. Deion's no, here's Deion's what the, the coach of the Bears. Here's what the Bears do, okay? <laughs> Deion's the coach Bears, the Bears. If I could talk about typical Bears fashion, all right, and I might I might see if FanDuel's got a bet on this. The Bears are going to trade up to the number one pick to get to get some dumb shit. And they're going to trade the second overall, the third overall, and next year's first. So they can make, make so that they can move up a spot and take a quarterback that nobody even fucking was looking at from the next county. All right. Just like they did with Trubisky. That's what's going to go, dude. I was at that draft in Philadelphia when they announced that trade, and everyone was fucking shocked. We were like, what the hell did they just do? Dude, I would have gone to jail that night if I was there. Because I the would have like, got- jumped the stage. I would have fucking – Goodell had nothing to do with it, and I would have taken all my frustration out on him. Because the Niners got what they wanted. They got their pass rusher. It wasn't Bosa that year. I forgot. It was the kid from Stanford, I believe, who's now on the Jets. But, yeah. The Niners got what they wanted. They fleeced y'all, but yeah. That was the best part. The Niners were not even going for a quarterback, and that's who we swapped with. Well, they baited y'all because it was other teams that needed a QB. Yeah, so they they were using that. They were saying that other teams were going to come in and take it. And honestly, I wish somebody would have come in and taken Trubisky at number two. And don't get me wrong. I mean, Watson or Mahomes, we would have fucked them both hard in Chicago. Neither of them would be a fucking pimple on the ass of what their career is right now. Chris got robbed, too. Sh- had- well, except, for, except for Deshaun. We wouldn't say that because he might try to massage and then I'll catch a charge. And, uh, but anyways. Not in Chicago. Um, he ain't getting that in Chicago. What's that? They ain't no good masseuses out there in Chicago. They ain't like Texas, dude. They don't They don't got what the Texas has. You ain't has, going to the right man. parlors, dude. But, Chris, the Saints, that was the same year that you guys had a chance from Holmes or Watson and then two teams traded ahead of y'all to fucking get. You lead well insider trading. <laughs> two teams, the Texans and the and the Chiefs, huh? Well, I mean, they were going Mahomes, and Mahomes told the Chiefs, "Hey, the Saints are picking me here." Would y'all have gone Watson if both of them were available? Because Watson was no, the hot QB coming out of college, though that year. No, we we were Champagne, so we were just going Mahomes. Damn. And then he didn't go, and then we got Marshawn, which can't complain. Been can't solid, complain. Yeah, Been it's solid different boys. Player, though. I mean. Oh yeah, one's corner. <laughs> one's a corner. Yeah. Y'all would have had to fucking put out that half a billion dollars though. So you save save some money. He did save some money. I think I think in that draft. Now you got Derek Carr robbing you. I think in that draft, Deshaun Watson was probably the most versatile. I think he well, could he have gone most, ready. most places. Yeah, I think he could have gone most places and been been good. Uh Mahomes, I don't think Mahomes I mean, he sat year. behind Smith for a year, who's a phenomenal teacher. Um, I mean, the stats weren't terrible. They weren't amazing. Um, and then, obviously, the quarterback whisperer himself and Andy Reid, I think. Uh, well, I think if Mahomes went a lot of other places, I don't know if he would have evolved to what he is. Well, with the Saints, he would have. He'd have been under Drew Mahomes Brees would have ex- for how yeah, long. Yeah, Mahomes would have. He would, he would have been behind Drew Brees for 
three years, four. No, I, 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 yeah, I'm not saying I'm not hey. saying everywhere else. I'm saying Mahomes I think probably most could have places, driven Drew Brees out too. I think most places he would not have he would not have succeeded the way that yeah, he is. He, I think that there there, there definitely are a couple of places that I think he would have played well because everybody's talking about oh Chicago fucked up. Chicago will never live this down. Like dude, Mahomes would have been fucking Rex Grossman 2.0 in Chicago. I mean. Yeah, there I guess were only it's showing, a couple right, of teams. Right, right now, the Chiefs have worse receivers than the Bears, and it's showing that Mahomes is struggling a little right. bit. Right, that's of what drop I'm saying. Passes. But, and that's where the it's coaching. The that's where the coaching. Yeah, that's where the and at the time when he and came in, swizzle. the lead quarterback, the, yeah. the, the the players. I mean, he had he had weapons. He had coaching. He had fucking a mentor. What what did the Bears do when we fucking got uh, uh, Mitchell Trubisky? What was the name of the? What was the name? He of the made the playoffs. Played? Didn't you make the what? playoffs a couple times? What the fuck? No, what the playoffs? Playoffs. Doc, I don't know what the Bears did. I, I kind of don't pay attention to the Chicago. There's a Bears dude that. we paid fifteen million to fucking basically sit on the Mike bench Glennon games. Glennon, that's it. Glennon. Chase Claypool. Oh, Glennon. And then who did we bring in? And then who did we bring in for fucking? Who did we bring in for for Fields? We brought in Andy Dalton for a year. As a goat, well past washed up Red Rocket. Yeah, I agree. Well, speaking of washing up, I have to go. I have to go wash up, boys. Time to take a shower. Time to hit hit the showers. You know, my ass is a little sweaty. I'm getting getting swamp ass. So great episode, though, boys. Man, I love having y'all here. Love having the squad back, Doc. What's got to say? Glad to have you back from Virginia, dude. Yeah, I had to sit in the mic. I don't give a shit. Our fans love to hear what we're doing, man. I got swamp ass. All about balls. Yeah, all about the all balls. Gotta make sure. Go, gotta go clean the balls. <laughs> gotta go clean them after I edit, though. But yes, I will be be going to no, take a shower. Take your time. Do it while you're editing. No, no, no. I Drop a grumper that, and fucking edit out, dude. Tomorrow, TBD with time might be a Wednesday show. It's all TBD. So look forward to Halloween. Happy Halloween. I didn't know family is more important than podcast. I better hear. Okay. I better hear this next episode. Okay. I mean, the plot. Hey, <laughs> we can do it. It just might be have to be eleven thirty, eleven forty-five Eastern. Or not, we just do it normal time, like usual. I will not be able to do it. I got an ASVAB tester early <laughs> Wednesday morning. You just sit there so, and watch those kids take it. No, no. I just no. I don't even do that. I just have to be at work stupid early to get them into the shuttle so they can take the limo service down to Meps. Mark, it was a great episode. (laughs) It was a phenomenal episode. We'll see y'all Wednesday, most likely. So happy Halloween, boys. Take the kids out. Luke, take the dog out. Get some fucking treats for the the, the little puppy out there, man. Glad not to hear that fucking thing barking this episode, too. Glad you got it fucking controlled. Mike Vick, oh shit. We got a Falcons fan. Falcons fan, yeah. Fucking dog haters over here. Hey, put, put that on record. Mark hates dogs. Yeah, I love dogs, but I love it. I love it better when they're quiet during the show. No, the ratings are here. I love dogs, just not when they're barking during the show. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, That's what I'm saying. Good good, good, good job, dude. Yeah, but shout out, boys. Chris, good job for the Saints. Luke, good job for the Ravens. (laughs) Doc, good job for the Ravens or the Bears. I know that they're getting you. That top pick and my Falcons suck for the week, but it's all about the balls podcast and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of all about the balls podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the sack house. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple podcasts and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the sack house.